Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is November 8th, 2021, and our first story The state's case in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial just imploded, and it was so bad, one of the prosecutors actually face palms when their key witness admits he was only shot after pointing a Glock at Kyle Rittenhouse and advancing on him. Many people are now saying directed verdict, which means the judge could just be like, this is done. This is self-defense. In our next story, vaccine boosters are here. The NBA is mandated now to get those booster shots. And of course, it's not going to end here. And in our last story, Antifa goes full fascist. Fighting people opposing government mandate is not particularly anti-fascist. It's actually quite fascist, but we'll break that all down. Before we get started, leave us a good review and give us five stars. Tell your friends about the show. Now, let's get into that first story. The trial of Kyle Rittenhouse is currently ongoing, but for all intents and purposes, I believe this trial is now officially over. Displayed on the screen, for those who can't see the image, is the prosecutor, one of them, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, face palming. His face dropped down into his hand as the key witness, the state's star witness, admitted on the stand that he was only fired upon by Kyle Rittenhouse after he advanced on him and drew his weapon. That is to say, in an image shown to the jury, this man advances on Kyle Rittenhouse, drawing a weapon and pointing it at him and admitted he only got fired upon when he pointed a Glock at Kyle Rittenhouse. It was such a major blow to the prosecution that the prosecutor dropped his head down into his hand, face palming. Now we're hearing many legal analysts just shouting on Twitter, directed verdict. What does that mean? Long story short, that the jury could not reasonably come to a conclusion to convict Kyle Rittenhouse. That is specifically on the murder charges. That when you have everything admitted by the key witness for the state, On cross-examination, he admitted every single step of the way that Kyle Rittenhouse was defending himself and he knew it. I mean, my watching this has been insane. I genuinely now believe the state is throwing this. There was a point 
where they brought up that Gage Grosskreutz, he's the Grosskreutz, how do you pronounce his name? He's the key witness, one of the guys who was shot by Kyle. He admitted he only got shot after drawing his weapon on Kyle. The state even called him out for lying. I couldn't believe it. This, the state brings this guy up and says, you know, at this point in the, in, the, in the night, you drew your weapon. And this guy, Gage, goes, no. And then he says, isn't that you with the weapon on video? And I'm like, why is the state calling out their own witness as a liar? Now, as of the filming of this video, there's still a lot of information I want to show you breaking down why this is so bad. I've got some analysis by Andrew Bronco over at Legal Insurrection discussing the criteria for self-defense and how every step of the way the state has done nothing to undermine the claim of self-defense. There's a lot of information on their key witness as well. We learned today in testimony that Gage Grosskreutz demanded $10 million from Kenosha and the defense challenged him saying, that if the outcome of this trial could determine whether or not you get your $10 million from the city or state, from the government. And interestingly, the judge actually steps in. He's like, we're not going to discuss what he talked about with his lawyer. But the defense brought up that almost immediately after the incident, Gage had a civil lawyer who is filing a demand for $10 million. And now here he is. The crazy thing is, this key witness has been tweeting nonstop about the trial. These people really don't get it. In fact, tweeting out part of his testimony with a winky face. I don't know if we're going to get, we're going to get a directed verdict, but I, I'm seeing a lot of legal anima, analysts just shouting it out. And the crazy thing is, as of right now, I'm filming this video, they're about to come back in and present more evidence now, the, judge, the, 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 the state has tried to get certain evidence thrown out as hearsay because a former roommate of the key witness stated he was told that the Gage Gross, Grosskreutz said his only regret was not unloading the magazine into Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, the judge says it could be hearsay, but the defense said, I am going to directly ask him if he said it. He can deny saying it. And the judge said, Agreed. So that's coming up right now. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, I'm not I'm not entirely convinced a directed verdict will happen. I think this whole trial is a sham. I think everybody understands it's a sham, which means it's happening for political purposes. And there's a bunch of other information about jury or witness interference. Now, apparently, there are statements put out publicly by some people saying we know who these jurors are. This is going to get crazy. But let's start, let, let, let me go through what's going on and break this down for you. Talk about where we're at. And the information that's come out so far about the state's key witness and why the prosecutor literally face palmed. This is crazy stuff. And before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member in order to get access to exclusive members only uh, uh, members only segments from a variety of our shows. The Green Room Show, Tales from the Inverted World, and our massive library of content from TimCast IRL. But as a member, you're supporting our fierce and independent journalists. We got a bunch of writers reporting every single day, doing the great fact checking you know and love. But don't forget, you can also subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends. This URL, take it right now, post it wherever you can. Let people know what's going on. I am going to be showing you this evidence. It's very, very important. And I'm going to show you how the media is lying. Wait till you see the media lies. This is crazy. I wish, you know, it's the, the trial's currently ongoing. By the time you watch this video, they may have a directed verdict. The judge might be like, I've seen enough. This is ridiculous. It is clearly self-defense. Now, we're not happy that it happened. It was a horrible night of rioting. But we really got to talk about what's going on. That's some crazy stuff. 
Crazy, crazy stuff. Let me just just get into it. So this is this is an image I tweeted. Rittenhouse prosecution after witness Grosskreutz admits he only got shot after he drew his gun on Kyle and advanced on him. Now, let me show you this this video clip. Let me show you this clip here from Viva Fry. Rittenhouse trial should be over immediately. You need to hear this audio. Here we go. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Oh, shit. That's it. That's That's it. it. Directed verdict. Directed verdict on all the murder charges. Kyle knows. Yeah. Directed verdict on the murder charges. So that is Rekieta Law commenting. This is a video that's got 4,416 retweets. As soon as Grosskreutz said, okay, so I'll paraphrase. The prosecution says it was only after you advanced on Kyle and drew your gun that he shot you. And the key witness, this is the key witness. There's nobody else. The key witness said, correct. You hear all the legal analysis. They're all yelling, directed verdict. In the video, Kyle Rittenhouse puts his head down and starts rubbing his, his, the bridge of his nose. He knows that was it. They just admitted self-defense in court. The state has done nothing to undermine that claim. So let's talk about a few things, what the state would need to do to prove it wasn't self-defense and what a directed verdict is. So over at law.cornell.edu, they say a directed verdict is a ruling entered by a trial judge after determining that there is no legally sufficient evidentiary basis for a reasonable jury to reach a different conclusion. The trial court may grant a directed verdict either sua sponte or upon a motion by either party. A directed verdict may be granted at any time, but usually occurs after at least one party has been fully heard. Motions for a directed verdict are governed by Rule 50 of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, and Rule 29 of the Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure, directed verdicts have been largely replaced by judgment as a matter of law. So I'm not entirely convinced we'll get this. It seems like the prosecution is entirely political anyway. The judge may want to make sure that people feel this was done to the T, you know, T's crossed, uh, I's dotted, all that stuff. So he may not just be willing to say, take it out of the courtroom. Plus, there's still the charge of bearing the weapon. So this would be what they're saying is a directed verdict on all murder charges because they're trying to put this kid in prison for life, saying it was murder, meaning he intended to do this. Clearly, those charges were bunk, but they may get him on something else. Notably, the judge refused to dismiss the weapons charge. So that still remains. So I don't think we'll see this trial be officially ended. But I will just stress there is an there is a possibility that by the time you watch this video and it's published, there's already a directed verdict on some of these charges. Now, that, that remains to be seen. But I want to pull up. Uh, I, I did mention this on last week's video, but I think it's extremely important for those that are following the case who may not have seen my video last week, what it means to be self-defense and what the state is supposed to be doing, but not doing. So this is a, this is an article from Andrew Branca over at Legal Insurrection. We've had him on Timcast IRL before. We followed his his legal analysis during the Chauvin trial. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. And this was from day three. So this is, this is I believe, Thursday. States own witnesses damage prosecution, reinforce self-defense narrative. I'll just go through this quickly to give everyone the basic understanding of self-defense. What Andrew Bronca writes is, to those who are new to self-defense law or would like a quick refresh on the concepts and uh, of the elements of self-defense, here are those four elements and how the state would typically be expected to disprove them. Innocence. The state might attempt to prove that it was Kyle who was the initial unlawful aggressor in any of the confrontations. Imminence. The state might attempt to prove that the attacks Kyle was defending himself against were neither actually in progress or immediately about to occur. Proportionality. The state might attempt to prove that the attacks on Kyle did not present as apparently deadly force in nature, readily capable of causing death or serious bodily injury, and therefore that his own use of deadly force, deadly defensive force, was excessive and reasonableness. The state might attempt to prove either that Kyle lacked a genuine belief in the need to act in self-defense or that this belief was irrational and not objectively reasonable under the circumstances. I'm going to stop right here and just we'll go through this. Rosenbaum. This is the individual who attacked Kyle Rittenhouse first. In this hearing from the state's own witness, we heard that this man said, if I catch you, I will effing kill you to Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay, that did nothing to undermine a claim of self-defense. It bolstered the claim of self-defense. You then had the next man, Huber, who is seen on video shown by the prosecution striking Rittenhouse, I believe twice with a skateboard and trying to take the weapon from him. Rittenhouse fired one round. It went up, hit him in the heart. These are, it is sad that people lose, 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 lost their lives in this. But it, we, need, we need to break this down to understand who is the victim, who is the aggressor. Now, apparently at one point in the, in, the, in the hearing today, the defense accidentally referred to one of the attackers as a victim. And the judge said disregard, because what is at question right now is whether or not these individuals were victims, which is why the testimony from the state's key witness today was so damaging and why people are saying directed verdict on all the murder charges, because he admitted it was only after he pointed a weapon at Rittenhouse and advanced on him that Rittenhouse then pulled the trigger. So let me slow down here. He testified that Rittenhouse had his weapon. When Gage Grosskreutz testified, he said that he had his hands up and Rittenhouse does not fire. But then he pulls his weapon, advances on Rittenhouse, pointing the gun at him, and then Rittenhouse fires. Clear cut self-defense. Let's go through some of these tweets and I'll break down what's going on for you. So we got this. From, this is from Andrew Bronk on Twitter. 
The defense says he puts his hands up and Rittenhouse never fires his gun. Key witness confirms, yes. Uh, The defense says, during this trial, you tweet out on the 5th Friday to be, uh, be sure to look and listen for the defendant's weapons malfunction and add a winky emoji face. The key witness has been tweeting about this gloating and laughing does not look good. Now, where the state tried to get Kyle Rittenhouse is when they asked Gage Grosskreutz what happened. He said that when he has hands up, the reason Rittenhouse didn't fire was because his weapon jammed. He then said that Kyle Rittenhouse pulled the slide back to clear a misfire and chamber a new round, essentially arguing that Kyle did try to fire upon him when his hands were up. However, as testified by the key witness, it was only after he pointed his weapon at Kyle and advanced on him that Kyle actually fired upon him. Now, the jury will hear. They will hear that, and the state will probably bring it back up. And that was important. What Grosskreutz testified was that Kyle was not accepting his surrender. However, based upon watching the video, what the defense brought up is that there's another man before Gage Grosskreutz approaches Rittenhouse, another man has his hands up and Kyle lowers his weapon, striking at the credibility of Grosskreutz. Another thing the defense brought up, this is crazy, crazy stuff, is that in the video, you can see Gage Grosskreutz running towards Rittenhouse with Rittenhouse nowhere near him. And he's reaching into the small of his back to draw the gun. He lied. And the state even called out his lie. This is the craziest thing. While testifying, Gage Grosskreutz was asked, at this point, did you have your weapon? And he goes, no. And the state goes, isn't that you holding your gun? And he goes, yes. I don't understand how they're not getting this guy on perjury because he's lied on more than one occasion. This dude was even called out by the defense saying that he had told detectives he had dropped his weapon at some point. And when asked about it, he said that never happened. And then the defense was like, but you told the cop this? And he goes, oh, uh, I don't remember. And then he asked him, you, you actually told multiple officers you dropped your weapon. And he goes, I don't remember. And he goes, here is your signed sworn statement. And then he goes, oh, the witness goes, yeah, I guess I guess I did. And then he says, so that was a lie. Grosskreutz is like, no, no, it wasn't a lie. And he's like, well, it, they can't both be true that you did or didn't drop your weapon. He lied to police. And what the defense brought up is that they said, when you were asked by investigators what your job was, you wouldn't tell them. Grosskreutz says, yeah, for my safety. Crazy. Apparently, what he got him to admit on the stand was that he was not telling the, the police the truth the entire time. And only now his story is changing. Let me show you a lot more. We got a lot more. Law of self-defense is breaking. Grosskreutz concedes Rittenhouse did not shoot him until he had his Glock pointed at Rittenhouse. When his hands were up, Rittenhouse did not fire. The defense said, this is your bicep shot and the gun is pointed at him. Correct. When your hand's in the air, no shot. When you point gun at him, he shoots. Correct. Amazing. I don't know how we're still even having this trial. The defense says, now this is where it gets interesting because before they went to recess, which they're, they're back from by the time of watching this video, and by the time you see this video, they, they've returned. They want to introduce a statement that may be hearsay in which the former roommate of Gage Grosskreutz claimed that Grosskreutz said his only regret was not unloading the magazine into Rittenhouse, which plays to his state of mind at the time. 
The defense says, I'm going to ask him if he's in this picture. And if Marshall, the former roommate in the picture, at this point, not going to ask the jury see it, but going to ask him about content of it. And based on his answer, I'll call Marshall to testify if he denies it. The judge says it is not hearsay. So Marshall, the former roommate of Grosskreutz, was subpoenaed to testify on Wednesday. Check this out. You got to see this thread from Julio Rosas. He says, the defense just noted Jacob Marshall, who posted on Facebook about Grosskreutz wanting to empty the entire mag into Rittenhouse, was in the courtroom, but is now gone after being served a subpoena. Judge says they need to find out where Marshall is. Now, Marshall left the courthouse unceremoniously. It doesn't mean anything. He was subpoenaed to testify on Wednesday, not today. So here's the post from Jacob Marshall. He says, so the kid shot Gage as he drew his weapon and Gage retreated with his gun in his hand. I just talked to Gage Grosskreutz. His only regret was not killing the kid and hesitating to pull the gun before emptying the entire mag into him. Coward. This is very, very important because even this is the roommate saying that he was fired upon only after he drew his weapon on Rittenhouse. Let me show you some very important information. We have this from heavy.com. Gage Grosskreutz, five fast facts you need to know. This is the key witness the state has. He is someone who was shot by Rittenhouse. They are alleging he's a victim. He's already admitted he's not. They say, first, he approached Rittenhouse with a loaded gun. This is not disputed. But to have him on the stand in front of the jury say, that that's that statement of fact I've said now several times is extremely important. They say vivid and graphic photos captured on the night show that he, you know, he was taking part in the protests and during testimony on November 8th. So they just put this up. He described how he heard shots, thought that was an active shooter. And then he's drawing his gun. Now, here's what gets crazy. The state asked him about this weapon and they said, you had a gun, correct? He goes, yes. And they're like, you've had it on multiple occasions. And he goes, correct. And they said, and you were illegally carrying the weapon. Or at first, this is funny. He goes, you did not have a concealed carry to be carrying that weapon concealed. And Grosskreutz goes, I did. And the defense, not being stupid, says, yeah, but it was invalid. And then Gage goes, it was invalid. And he says, so you were illegally concealing a firearm that night. Do you have any idea how insane it is? This guy testified that Rittenhouse was was making everything worse by having a gun. And he literally brings a gun into the situation concealed illegally. And he has the nerve to criticize Rittenhouse. Check this out. We have point number two. Grosskreutz has a prior gun offense. So he was charged uh, and convicted. It was falsely reported that he was a felon. He's not. He does have a misdemeanor conviction for intoxicated use of a firearm. Now, I want to stress this as for the CCW thing. I do not believe there's a such thing as illegally carrying a weapon. I understand statutorily there is a law against carrying concealed without a permit. I get it. I just think we shouldn't hold it against him. That's right. I may not like the guy. I may think he's the aggressor, but he has a constitutional right to keep and bear arms. That being said, as for this case, he was illegally concealing this weapon. Three, Grosskreutz's gun had a bullet in the chamber. He's affiliated with a group called the People's Revolution. During the trial, he was asked if he's a member of the People's Revolution. He says, no, very matter of factly. And then the defense says, but you've spoken at their events. And he goes, yes. So you're affiliated. Yes. And you raised your fist and said, long live the revolution. And he goes, yes. 
This guy is on stage lying. You can, I, I'm sorry, man. You can tell he's lying. As, it's my opinion, but the way he sounds, the way he's acting, he just comes off like a liar. And, that, and that's my bias. I'll say it right now. I'm not on the jury. I just think this guy's a liar. Four, he is suing Kenosha. This is very, very important. The defense brings this up. He is suing for $10 million. And if Rittenhouse is convicted, it will help him get his money. If Rittenhouse is acquitted, he likely won't. Grotzkreutz described it all as a lot to process. Well, I don't care too much about that, but we, ha- we have this retweeted by Gage Grosskreutz. This is very, very important. This shows you the frame of mind of Gage Grosskreutz. This is the star witness. He tweeted this meme, which is complete BS, by the way. But here's what he said. A guy tweeted. You can see up top, it says the retweet symbol Gage Grosskreutz retweeted. Take note, Kyle Rittenhouse. A man named Kenneth Ray McCain stated, combat veteran here, just a perspective. If you arrive armed to a place where violence is happening, prepared for violence, and you engage in violence, there is no self-defense. You are, in fact, a willing combatant. If you do this without being sanctioned by a government outside a combat zone, you are also, in fact, a terrorist. We had another word for armed civilians operating outside the military as well, insurgent. If your recourse to the terrorist is to look up the criminal history of the victims, it is no different than looking up the criminal past of everyone that died on 9-11 in order to justify the, hijack- justify the hijackers. This kid was illegal all the way around. This ish is ridiculous. Okay, let me point something out. Gage Grosskreutz retweeted this statement that says, take note, Kyle Rittenhouse. Let me break it down for you. If you arrive armed to a place where violence is happening, Gage did that. Prepared for violence. Gage was prepared. He was drawing his gun. And you engage in violence. Uh, yes, he was there with the people's revolution. Along, long live the revolution as they were actively engaging in violence and he was drawing his weapon. He was engaged. There is no self-defense. You're a willing combatant by your own retweet. If you do this without being sanctioned by a government outside, outside of a combat zone, you're a terrorist. Well, then Gage Grosskreutz is a terrorist. Now, you want to make all the criticisms in the world for Kyle Rittenhouse, sure, but let's reflect upon what he is saying, okay? He's saying this about himself. He testified, oh, they were there with weapons. It made everything, you know, more intense. And the defense is like, you came with a weapon too. We got a lot. We, we got this tweet. I, I'm just going to show you the, the, the tweet I have where I said he demanded $10 million from the city. We had that not only did Grosskreutz admit that he was concealing a gun he had brought to multiple events, he was carrying it illegally. And how do you think the media is handling all this? As far as I can tell, the case is done. Now, they might get Rittenhouse on having the weapon because he was underaged. They may get him on some, you know, reckless uh, endangerment because of Richie McGinnis, for sure. I just don't see outside of a political uh, uh, conviction how this carries on. What do you think the media is saying? You're going to love this one. CBS News says lone survivor shot by Rittenhouse at Kenosha protest testifies he thought he was going to die. That's the headline you go with? Not that he was illegally concealing a weapon, not that he admitted to advancing on Rittenhouse and that it was only after he pointed the weapon he got fired upon? CBS and a ton of other outlets are only reporting this. The New York Daily News, the Daily Be- I believe the Daily Beast, I could be wrong, are all saying like he thought he was going to die. The state has nothing. And they know it. 
and the media knows it. Take a look at this egregious fake news from Newsweek. Gage Grosskreutz testifies Rittenhouse reloaded his weapon while holding him at gunpoint. What? This literally never happened. It's a ridiculous false framing. Grosskreutz testified he advanced on Rittenhouse. He's running towards him when Rittenhouse fires the shot at Huber. He covers his head and backs up and puts his hands up. Rittenhouse does not fire. Grosskreutz says he believes that Rittenhouse then pulled the slide back to to clear around and chamber it, thinking that he did try to fire upon him and the gun did not fire. So he had to rechamber around. Considering the prior testimony that another man who had his hands up was not fired upon, that seems to be inaccurate. His assessment that he must have pulled the trigger because he was chambering around. That doesn't mean anything. We don't know why he was pulling the slide back. Maybe he was clearing around. Maybe he wasn't. He certainly was not holding him at gunpoint because Grosskreutz ran up to him. And he certainly wasn't reloading. Pulling the slide back just clears the chamber and puts another bullet in the chamber. The gun is already loaded. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I suppose what they're, because they have no idea what they're talking about, they're trying to claim, look, this headline is going to create a perception in people that Grosskreutz was stuck there going, help me. And Rittenhouse goes like, ha and pulls the slide back and aims the weapon. Never happened. Rittenhouse was lowering the weapon when Grosskreutz pulls his gun and points it at him and advances on him, even explaining the distance, saying that he was about three to five feet away from Kyle, then drew his weapon and advanced from five feet to three feet on Kyle, and then Kyle fired. I'm going to be interested, you know, because I record this, you know, an hour and a half or so before I publish it, but it's going to be really interesting to see what the court says about this, uh, this, this roommate that Grosskreutz regretted not unloading the magazine into Rittenhouse. Now we can go back and take a look at the state's case. The state brought in Richie McGinnis, who testified that Kyle was basically defending himself. He didn't say it in those words, but he was like, yeah, the guy was attacking him reaching for the barrel, trying to grab it. You then have the next witness, I believe is uh, uh, Ryan Balch, maybe I'm getting his name wrong, said that that Rosenbaum, the guy who chased Rittenhouse, starting instigating, said, if I catch you alone tonight, I will effing kill you. We now have aerial footage. Rittenhouse is running away, yelling friendly. And then another guy, a guy, I think his name was, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he fires around in the air. Kyle then turns, Rosenbaum attacks, hearing the shot, Rittenhouse fires in self-defense. The interesting thing about the prosecution's case is that they tried really hard to make it emotive and sympathetic. Grosskreutz was almost crying. He was just a medic, and he really just wanted to be be there to help people. And I'm like, none of that has anything to do with self-defense. 
So if you take a look at the law of self-defense, Andrew Branca stuff, he, he writes about this. And one of the things he mentions is that it doesn't matter if the person attacking has good intentions. Let's say there are two cops or two, two, two good Samaritans and they hear there's a shooting happening. So they both run to the scene and see each other with the weapons and start shooting at each other. They're both defending themselves because they're both attacking each other. If Kyle Rittenhouse was being attacked by Anthony Huber and Anthony Huber believed he was just stopping, you know, a crazed shooter. And you're not going to be honest. I think so. Anthony Huber is the guy with the skateboard. He didn't know what was happening. This is my opinion. I believe he had no idea what was happening. He heard that guy shot someone, get him. And so he sees a guy with a gun and thinks, I got to stop this guy. And so he attacked Kyle Rittenhouse, hitting him with the skateboard, clearly on video, and then grabbing the weapon and Kyle defends himself from it. Just because you have good intentions does not mean you're not the aggressor. You are or can be the aggressor. In that instance, you have Gage Grosskreutz chasing after a guy, not knowing what happened, drawing his up. Now, here's the crazy thing. In Gage Grosskreutz's own video that he filmed, he's chasing after Rittenhouse saying, what happened? Rittenhouse says, I'm going to get the police. According to his testimony, he said, I thought he said, I'm working with the police. Either way, think about that for two seconds. This guy, Gage Grosskreutz, believed at the time that Rittenhouse was working with police. So he draws his gun on him and advances on him by his own admission. That's really strange, isn't it? And if we if we believe he's a liar and that he really did understand that Rittenhouse said, I'm getting the police. We have a man who was told, let's just not take his word for it, was told, and we can see it on video, that Rittenhouse was running to get police. And his intention at that point was to stop and shoot Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, he says he didn't want a lethal outcome, but he drew a weapon and pointed it at Kyle Rittenhouse. Directed verdict. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it already happened and I have no idea because I'm doing this video recap, but uh, there's a lot of great legal analysts, uh, 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 analysts talking about this. Of course, I've been following Andrew Branca, the law of self-defense. We've had him on the show. He's got a book about this. I think he has great logical analysis and I, I trust him on his legal analysis. And then we have obviously uh, uh, Requieta Law, I think I'm pronouncing that right, and Viva Fry, uh, Will Chamberlain, also a lawyer. And they're all saying similar things. They're all saying similar things. I think this is open and shut. I think based on the video evidence we had in the first place, the prosecution should have never brought these charges. Maybe they could have brought the lesser charges, but you know what? They knew there would be riots. Now they're now I bet they're willing that I think the prosecution's throwing this out the window. They know there's no case, but they're worried about riots. There's a viral video going around where a guy's basically like, we got cameras in the courtroom. We know who these people are essentially saying that if the jurors do not convict Rittenhouse, they will riot. You know what? They're probably going to riot anyway. At this point, however, we've all seen the videos. I've talked to several of the witnesses who were there on the ground. We our, our video from Tim Cast IRL with Richie McGinnis is still getting it's getting tons of views right now. It's getting replayed. And you should definitely check it out because he breaks down exactly what happened. I think it's been clear from day one. Well, take a look at that photo of the prosecutor putting his hand face palming. I think we get it. I think they know. But we'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. Timcast IRL is back. YouTube.com slash Timcast IRL. You're not going to want to miss this one. We got an amazing guest and a lot to talk about. So thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. 
Well, look how far we made it. We're now at the point where booster shots are being mandated. And you got to love Yahoo News right here, Yahoo Sports. NBA recommending players, coaches receive COVID-19 booster shot by December 1st. And if you don't, they will begin treating you like you are not vaccinated. You have to undergo testing instead, which means this is a booster shot mandate. Isn't it funny? Man, it was only a few months ago Dave Rubin got suspended on Twitter for suggesting that efficacy was waning and booster shots would be recommended by the CDC. They suspended him for that. And then a few months later, they say, actually, we do have booster shots. And everybody who said they are going to mandate vaccination boosters and it's going to be endless. Well, that was the crackpot conspiracy theory. Man, I look at all this stuff going on with like the with the Durham investigation with that Igor guy or whatever, the dossier, the, 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 the subpoenas are a coming. And I'm just like, could you imagine being on the establishment left consistently wrong about everything and, and, and just you keep buying into it? I, I tell you, that's how you know it's a cult, right? They love posting. They, 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 they really don't like the Let's Go Brandon meme. I saw this post on Reddit and it was uh, uh, someone said, let's go, Brandon. And the meme guy's like, yes, absolutely. F Joe Biden and also F Donald Trump and his cult. And I'm just like, the Donald Trump cult is, is, is not relevant to any political conversation. It exists. I mean, and a lot of these people believe crazy things, but they're not politically relevant. I'm sorry, that's just the reality. Now, there are a lot of diehard Trump supporters I wouldn't consider to be the cultists. They just trust and believe Trump. But they're also not as politically relevant, but they are. They are. What I mean to say is the only thing they have to offer this, the establishment left being wrong all the time is that Trump still exists or something. And they're still doing monologue bits on late night TV. And I'm just like, I don't know where this guy is relevant. I'm No disrespect to Trump. He was president, but he's not president now. His followers don't control any major cultural institutions. That's about it. But this is what they'll give you because they're in a cult. And in order to justify how they're always wrong, they just have to deflect, deflect, deflect. And here we are. Now, if you are in the NBA, all of these NBA players who got vaccinated, you got to go get vaccinated again. So uh, what Kyrie Irving was at the that, that's the guy, right, who was like, I'm going to do my thing and I won't play. I was talking to someone recently. Um, who said that they were quitting their job because their job mandates vaccines. And they were like, what am I supposed to do? Get a booster shot every month? I'm not doing it. I'm quitting. Well, here you go. Take a look at this. Exactly what we thought was going to happen. And now don't forget Aaron Rodgers. We got to talk about Aaron Rodgers because you see, you know, in the past week, I was basically getting tweeted at a million times. And this is this is the best. This is the best because I got covid and we had a COVID outbreak here at the Castle Castle. And uh, we received monoclonal antibodies and NAD drip with vitamin drip, as well as ivermectin, azithromycin. And what did the what did the leftists, the establishment, immediately latch on to? Ivermectin. Here's the funny part. I actually credited monoclonal antibodies, the Regeneron therapy, with, with uh, helping me out. I actually am not convinced ivermectin did anything, to be completely honest. And I mean that. I said the same thing about Joe Rogan. But you see, these people are in a cult. And I'll give you another example. If you've watched my videos, you'll know that I have said I won't blindly trust Brett Weinstein, even though I like the guy 
and I know him and I do trust him on a lot of things. When they come out and talk about ivermectin or whatever, I'm just like, bro, just because I don't trust the mainstream media doesn't mean I'm going to blindly trust you without looking at the data. So I've actually never been bullish on ivermectin or HCQ or any of that stuff. And I've actually been middle of the road on it. Now, monoclonal antibodies, Joe Rogan got that. He gets better. He also got NAD. He also got ivermectin, azithromycin. And I got the same thing. So maybe, maybe. But I genuinely believe it was the monoclonal antibodies. We've now got a story coming out. Apparently, one treatment with monoclonal antibodies gives you like 82% effective inoculation or whatever, immunity, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. That's, they're, they're reporting that it will, it's 82% effective in preventing you from getting COVID again for eight months. Well, then. So does Regeneron therapy count as a vaccination? Anyway, the point is, I've never been the diehard ivermectin person. I, I, I Just because some, some non-establishment person says it doesn't mean I think it's going to be true. And what does the left do? Huh, they all start laughing and screaming, claiming that I took an unproven COVID treatment. I'm like, yo, I, I told the doctor I didn't want ivermectin. I was like, I don't want any. Just give me the monoclonal antibodies. And they were like, no, we have to give it to you because, you know, prophylactic, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't think it works. You know, it's not FDA approved. There you go. But it is what it is. I mean, if my doctor gives me instructions, I'm going to follow my doctor's instructions. That's all I can do. But the only narrative they have is like, oh, Tim Pool, Ivermectin. If these people actually listened, actually did research and actually understood, they'd know that uh, I actually have a more nuanced view of Ivermectin and have been praising monoclonal antibodies the whole time. But they can't. They're in a cult, which is why you get this. Check this out. They, this, this, this is how they play the dirty game, too, because these, these establishment left types, they're not going to read the news here. And this is why it's so important you guys share videos like this. You know, I was thinking about, you know, the goal of these hit pieces, and they're constantly smearing me and Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers. And, I, and it's because they want to make sure that people in the cult never get out. Because if you actually watch my videos where I'm like, I don't believe ivermectin is effective. I, I, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, when, I, when I say I don't believe, I'm saying like, I have no strong feelings one way or the other. I know it's not FDA approved. Now, they'll expect you if you're in the cult, to believe I'm one of these horse paste, you know, whatever smear they want to use, even though I've actually been critical of it. Isn't it strange? Now, if you actually start watching my videos, you'll be like, hey, wait a minute, this Tim Pool guy, he doesn't believe the things they claimed he believed. Like they put out some hit piece about me and they just make stuff up, like literally just made stuff up. This guy emails me and I'm like, that's not true. I did X, Y, and Z. And he goes, well, if you didn't do X, Y, and Z, I'm like, but we did. Well, you didn't. I'm literally telling you we did the things you're asking if we did. And I'm not going to get too specific because I don't want to shout this guy out. But it's just like, they just lie. They literally make stuff up. And I have friends, like activists, who just push it out because they're in a cult. Look at this. The NBA is officially recommending COVID-19 booster shots for its players, coaches, and referees. Just wait till I get halfway through the story on this one. The league told these three groups on Sunday that they should receive a coronavirus vaccine booster shot, especially especially if they have received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, especially what does that mean? It means no matter which vaccine you got, you got to get a booster shot. Those who received the single dose Johnson and Johnson vaccine more than two months ago, the league and the Players Association said should get a booster shot of their choice. Those who received full doses of either Pfizer or Moderna vaccines more than six months ago should receive a booster. The league's recommendations mirror that of the CDC and uh, the CDC which last month issued similar recommendations for tens of millions of Americans. The CDC authorized boosters for all three vaccines and said people can receive a different booster shot than they initially received. A mix and match. 
Just follow your own doctor's instructions. And if you're not happy with your doctor, you find a second opinion. That's why these things exist. And the left's response to me in that regard was, that's called doctor shopping. Doctor, doctor shopping, getting a second opinion, this is extremely normal. You talk to as many doctors as you can. You diversify the medical opinions you find. That's basically what Joe Rogan uh, encouraged me. He didn't give me medical advice. Joe was like, look, man, you got to take it seriously. Monoclonal antibodies. Talk to a doctor. See if it makes sense. And uh, it was like, it was, it was, it was at it. It was, it was it, the medical advice I got from Joe was just talk to a Don't, don't stop talking to doctors. Like basically f- call and ask them and, and take this seriously. Don't just ignore it. Because a lot of these hospitals are going to be like, go home, go to bed. You need to find someone who's going to say like vitamins at the very least. Eh, long story short found somebody who was like, I want to give you the full treatment because my lungs were pretty bad. They were like, we, we, want, we want to check you out. And they were, and, and you know, that's just the way it is, getting a second opinion. And actually, I only got two opinions. First, I called the hospital and they were like, just go to, go to sleep. And I was like, okay. And then I talked to Joe because I, I knew he had it. And he was like, nah, man, you should, you, should, you should call somebody else. And I was like, okay. And then I called somebody else and they were like, we want to give you a, a, a monoclonal antibodies. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> that's it. Look, if my choices are do nothing, okay. And then someone's like, well, why don't you ask somebody else? Okay. And then I talk to another doctor and they're like, we'd like to give you a treatment. I said, okay, that, 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 that's all it is. It's that simple. Boy, are they salty about this. Because I don't. you probably heard Aaron Rodgers did the same thing, but let's read more. Look at this. They say the NBA also implemented a new December 1st deadline for certain fully vaccinated personnel. If players, coaches, or officials don't receive a booster shot by that date, Depending on when the initial vaccine was administered, they will be required to game day testing once again. It's a mandate. They're mandating boosters and they're coming for you. So start dancing now. This reminds me of those old movies where the cowboy's shooting at the feet of the guy and he's dancing. He's like, ha dance, make him dance. You think you're going to end with this? You think that if you keep complying that it's going to end with like, okay, we did what we need to do. It was 15 days to slow the spread. Yo, it's been almost two years. It was just wear a mask. That's all we need until we get the vaccine. Then we got the vaccines. Now they require vaccines and masks. Now it's a vaccine mandate. Now it's a booster mandate. This will not end. It's going to keep getting worse. Soon you're going to have your mobile app. You're going to have your tracking app. Then they're going to say, oh, it's not just already. I think it's University of Denver is mandating the flu vaccine. So here you go. More and more and more and more. You keep giving an inch. They will keep taking it. Eventually, you will be a puppet. They say about 58% of Americans are fully vaccinated against coronavirus as of Sunday afternoon, according to the New York Times. While there are a few holdouts in the NBA, more than 97 players are still vaccinated. Among those holdouts is Kyrie Irving, who has been barred from playing with the team due to the New York City mandate. Mayor-elect Eric Adams said he will not change city's current mandate anytime soon either. Though the Nets have said they will, be, they will welcome Irving back with open arms if he either gets vaccinated or the city, city's mandate lifts. It's unclear when one of those things will happen. Dude's apparently getting $17.5 million to not play. He's getting half his, his contract. So I think he's all right. I think he's all right for the rest of his life. Now, I suppose if he wants to live like a king for the rest of his life, I'll have to get the vaccine. But uh, let's be real. If you got paid $17.5 million one time, then you're going to pay probably 50 to 60% in taxes. If people don't realize, you're going to pay a lot in taxes. Dude's going to end up with like $8 million. Pretty sure $8 million one time is more than enough to never have to work again. I mean, you can buy property, you can rent it out, you can buy a ton of property, rent a ton of property out, give it to a management company to, to look after for you, and then sit back as the money just comes in. Never have to work. 
or buy Bitcoin and never have to work. So this dude's set. This dude's all right. But let's just be real. This is a mandate. We got this tweet from Shams Charania. This is a reporter. He's a senior lead NBA insider writer with The Atlantic and The Stadium. NBA informed teams today that all players who received the J&J vaccine at least two months ago will be subject to game day testing beginning December 1st if they do not receive a booster shot. And of course, the official reporting now is also if you're when, with, with, if you're after six months of receiving Pfizer or Moderna, you gotta get a booster shot. Now let's talk about Aaron Rodgers because this is hilarious. Terry Bradshaw knocks Aaron Rodgers. You lied to everyone. Oh, poor baby gonna cry, Terry Bradshaw. You know what? Look, Aaron Rodgers, I don't care what he said. I don't care what he does with his personal medical decisions. Look, I, I got the monoclonal antibody treatment. So let me show you this. Let me, let me tell you something. Regeneron says its COVID-19 antibody cocktail can prevent COVID-19 infections for months. They say four injections of the monoclonal antibody treatment, that's one dose, protects you by 81.6% for up to eight months. I, I'm good. I'm good. And that, I'm pretty sure, is not. Let, let, let me make sure. This. They say, these results demonstrate that Regen COVID has the potential, potential to provide long-lasting immunity from SARS-CoV-2 infection, a result particularly important to those who do not respond to vaccines. So apparently, this is if you're not sick. If you are not sick and you get the antibody therapy, apparently that provides you with eight months of protection. Now, if you get sick and get the monoclonal antibodies, you got natural immunity. Now, there are some reports coming out from the CDC saying that natural immunity isn't nearly as good, but there's also a bunch of statements from Pfizer scientists we've seen publicly where they contradict this. So I'm not going to pretend to have any special insider information. I can only show you what's coming out in mainstream reports, and then you need to make your decisions on your medical health because that's the most important thing to you. If you don't got your health, what do you got? Check this out. Former NFL quarterback and television analyst Terry Bradshaw admonished Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers over his vaccination status, saying he lied to everyone. I'd give Aaron Rodgers some advice, Bradshaw said. It would have been nice if he just come to the Naval Academy and learn how to be honest, learn not to lie, because that's what you did, Aaron. You lied to everyone. I'm extremely disappointed. Rodgers last week tested positive for COVID, revealed he has not been vaccinated after saying earlier in the season he was immunized. I don't know what that means by immunized, but it looks like selective language to try uh, assumptive language. You want someone to believe you were vaccinated when you weren't. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. See, I am immunized. Aha, but you know, that's because I got the Regeneron treatment. After testing positive, Rogers said he has an allergy to an ingredient in the mRNA vaccines produced by Pfizer and Moderna and had consulted with podcaster Joe Rogan about how to best protect himself from the virus. Rogers has said he has taken a regimen of other drugs he believed would protect him from the coronavirus. There's a report. This is hilarious. They're calling his treatment homeopathic. Homeopathic. I went to I went to mom's organics store. It's a chain, I'm pretty sure. Right. I don't know. Maybe not. But they have like a homeopathic medicine section. And I'm like, you don't need a prescription for any of the homeopathy stuff. Monoclonal antibodies needs to be prescribed and administered to you. As same thing with ivermectin. It's so weird. The crazy thing to me about all of this is I don't know or care what works or doesn't work, to be completely honest. What I know is that I got sick and I called the doctor 
One doctor said, sleep it off. Another doctor said, I'd like to give you uh, 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 the full the full gamut to make sure that you're, you're going to you know, be okay. And the reality was for me, I was actually doing pretty bad. So when I called the first doctor and I was like, I'm pretty bad shape, doc. They were like, no, go to bed. Uh, and I was like, okay. And then, you know, Joe was basically like, dude, if you're getting sicker, like you need to talk to somebody. I'm like, okay. So I just called a different doctor and they were like, mm, if you're getting that bad, what people need to understand is that Maryland actually has monoclonal antibody therapy available. Okay. So, so we, I, I live in West Virginia and, you know, we have the work, uh, the office in Maryland. And then, you know, we basically bounce back and forth for the most part, but all, mo- most of our new HQ stuff is all West Virginia. But anyway, the point is like states, Blue state, Maryland's a blue state. They got monoclonal antibody, uh, you know, uh, um, therapy uh, buildings or whatever, pop-ups. And same thing with Florida. So if a doctor says, here you go, then here here you go. And it's crazy because the backlash is so insane to like, I'm pretty sure that Aaron Rodgers got monoclonal antibodies. And the only thing the media talks about is ivermectin. I got monoclonal antibodies. That's what helped me get better. And the only thing the media wants to talk about is ivermectin. I don't care about it. It's the weirdest thing. If my doctor says, take this antibiotic, I say, okay, why, what am I supposed to do? Be like, well, Don Lemon said no, so I better ignore the advice of my doctors. That is insane. And they go on to mention, uh, following backlash after his vaccination status was made public, the Super Bowl winning quarterback said he found himself in the crosshairs. He says, before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket, I think I would like to set the record straight on so many of the blatant lies that are out there about myself. He says he is not anti-vax flat earther, but a critical thinker who has become the subject of a witch hunt. We are a divided nation politically. We are a divided nation on the COVID, on COVID-19, whether or not to take the vaccine, Bradshaw responded. And unfortunately, we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves. And I'm extremely disappointed in the actions of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers cared at all what you had to say, I would feel bad. But Aaron Rodgers apparently came out and said the right will champion it. The left will criticize it. I don't care. It's all a sham. Good for him. Do your thing. If you talk to a doctor and it turns out he's 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 allergic. Who are these people to be like, well, he's allergic, but he should get it. Terry Bradshaw is yelling at him. Yo, when you want to create medical segregation, I don't know exactly what Aaron Rodgers said when uh, he claimed to be immunized. But if you want to create medical segregation and shame people who can't get the vaccine due to allergies or medical conditions, don't be surprised when they lie. Because what are they supposed to do? You're ostracizing people through no fault of their own. Well, here we go. We got, we got, we got this news on the Regeneron stuff. This is interesting. I'm not, uh, uh, this, is the, this is the weirdest thing. All these lefties are like, Tim got the EUA approved monoclonal antibodies, but he's an anti-vaxxer. But I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm rather pro-vaccine. And I've repeatedly defended the vaccine. I'm just pro-choice. Ah, those words. I believe people should make medical decisions based on their risk factors and their doctor's advice. And I did that. And monoclonal antibodies is an emergency use authorization treatment. And I got that. And apparently that provides me with protection for up to eight months, which is okay. And? They're acting like all of a sudden it's shocking that I'm in favor that, that, you know, Donald Trump got the vaccine and he got the Regeneron therapy. The only thing they have on the left is to claim that they're always right and to lie about other people. It's like CRT in schools. There was a meme I saw. It was pretty funny. It was like uh, it was like math, um, math theory is not being taught in K through 12 schools. Clearly, no one is teaching math- mathematical theory, which is an advanced college course. 
They're just teaching the numbers. They're teaching division, multiplication, subtraction, order of operations. Ah, yes. So they are actually teaching core parts of, of you know, advanced mathematical theory. And that's the, that's the point about critical race theory. They're absolutely applying critical race theory, critical race practice, and applied principles. These are all in schools. What can they do when they lose? Lie. This is the most amazing thing to me because now they're doubling, tripling down, and it's getting scary. You know, when someone like Cenk Uger of the Young Turks says, no one's teaching CRT in schools, even though everyone knows they are, you've got the, the what is it, this, the, the, this New York City journalistic institution being like, we're tracking lies about critical race theory in schools being pushed by the far right. And I'm like, you know, regular people know it's all happening, right? At a certain point, when you can see evidence, and it's right in front of your face, you're just like, hey, you're lying to me. Why? And they keep lying. Jen are coming on saying it's not happening. And people believe him. And that's why they do it, because some people still believe, but they're losing that battle. Joe Biden's approval rating is at 37 in aggregate. Among independents, it's just dropping more and more and more. So we saw that, uh, that, that, that undercover video from Veritas, Project Veritas, who had journalists raided by the FBI, by the way, which is insane. But we, we saw that video where the consultant for Phil Murphy in New Jersey said, we're not going to do the vaccine mandate until after the election because moderates and Republicans don't like it. Mm-hmm. Moderates and Republicans are voting together. Moderate individuals, people like you or I, I mean, maybe you're a conservative, maybe you're a liberal, whatever, but, I th- but most people who watch my videos are fairly moderate individuals. And that's why a lot of the Trump supporters don't like me. The left doesn't like me. We're fairly moderate individuals trying to figure out what's reasonable, trying to respect individual rights, try and just support freedom and personal responsibility, but not necessarily core traditional values of conservatism or anything like that. You see, we end up voting more Republican because the Republicans at least respect freedom and personal responsibility. And the left doesn't. And it's the craziest thing to me when I heard someone, they were telling me like, I'm quitting my job over the boosters. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then I was like, where? And, you know, in the conversation, they said they consider themselves to be a Democrat and will probably vote Democrat. And I'm like, why are you voting for the people who are implementing the, the mandates that is making you quit your job? I'm not saying vote Republican, vote Libertarian. I don't know. Just don't vote for those people. But here we go, my friends. We are now at booster mandate. So what do you think is going to happen in New York? The NBA is going to do it. They're going to do it with a bunch of celebrities, right? So NBA is a good place to start because now all these NBA stars are going to be like, oh, you already got it. Just get the booster and you'll be fine. That way it'll convince a bunch of regular people to be like, my favorite NBA player got it. So what's the big deal? I don't know. What's the big deal? In six months, they're going to tell you to do it again and again and again, and it's never going to stop. And then they're going to roll out the mobile app. Then they're going to roll out the tracking app. Then you're going to get the ankle bracelet. I'm kidding about the ankle bracelet thing. Your phone is going to track you well enough. Well, I'll leave it there. We'll see how this plays out. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. A group of anti-Antifa anti-fascists clashed with a group of Antifa fascists in Boston. The anti-Antifa anti-fascists were protesting the fascistic policy of vaccine mandates, and the Antifa fascists showed up to actually fight with the anti-Antifa anti-fascists. Okay, let me just let me just stop the bit for a second. This one's actually kind of funny, though, because everything I said was just true. All right. You have a group of conservative types, libertarian types protesting fascism. And a group calling themselves anti-fascist 
shows up and gets into a fight with those actually opposing fascism. To help you understand this, I will break it down further. Anti-mandate protesters in Boston said no mandates. And Antifa, which is short for anti-fascist, said yes, government mandates. These people are a cult. This is this is the, the plainest example of what this is. Now, I think it's fair to point out that the Antifa extremists don't represent the majority of the establishment left. However, the establishment media often runs defense for them. You won't see the same thing with conservatives. When a group of QAnon people come out, right wing individuals rag on them and make fun of them. When Antifa shows up and acts a fool and engages in violence and overt fascistic behavior, the media covers it up, won't report on it, or actually defends it. And they've done it several times. I'd like to show you a meme to help help you understand exactly what the problem is right now. This is a meme where a man slowly gets dressed up like a clown. And it says, I'm an anti-fascist that supports big pharma corporations teaming up with the federal government to finance and distribute a product that is mandatory by law. You want to know what the funny thing about this, this meme is? I got this response from some guy. It ain't a mandate if you can opt out with testing. Where in the, uh, the meme does it say anything about vaccines? It doesn't. The post itself is about vaccines and testing and masks. It is about anything in which the government and private corporations merge to fund and distribute a mandatory product by law. It's called fascism. At least in some regard, it's Mussolini's fascism. So when Antifa shows up and says, get the Capitol riders out of Boston, and it's like, dude, you guys are the fascists. It's you. It's the weirdest thing to me. That like I can literally make every single video be like, I think war is bad. Big pharma is bad. Major corporations are bad. Government authority is overreaching. And then the left is like, yeah, well, he's a fascist. I don't think they know what fascist means. Now, there's the more colloquial, colloquial modern definition, which is ultra-nationalistic uh, traditionalism or ultra-traditionalist nationalism, of which I fall into neither category, or it is the more classical Mussolini's fascism, the lucrative merger of corporation and state for the betterment of the nation. In which case, these people are fascists. They talk about like, they, they say, we, what, we can't come together in a time of need. It's patriotic to, to mandate, blah, blah, blah. They say, there's always been vaccine mandates. Wrong, there haven't. Back in 1905, the Supreme Court ruled that you could be fined $5 in the event there was a pandemic and you didn't want to get vaccinated. A $5 fine back then was equivalent to about $150 now. Nowhere did they say, papers please, and that was deemed okay. And not only that, the Supreme Court ruling paved the way for forced sterilization of women deemed to be less adequate in the cognitive faculties region. Okay, so no, it was never a good ruling. People called it out. And in the end, all it really was was get a vaccine or you get a fine. So technically, yes, there was a mandate, but it was never like you can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a school or anything like that. Not to mention when they talk about vaccine mandates in schools, there are religious and medical exemptions and public school is optional. How about that? Well, here's a story from the Daily Mail. They say a right wing group's protest against COVID-19 mask and vaccine mandates 
turned into a nasty feud with Antifa counter demonstrators whose rallying cry was to tell the Capitol rioters to get out of Boston. These people are a cult. They, they have no cognitive, they have no understanding of what's going on in the world. They believe CNN. And this is the thing, right? I can tell you that the QAnon people are are, are out of it, completely insane. I don't know what was going on. Apparently, there was some story where they all showed up to like the grassy knoll waiting for JFK Jr. to emerge from the dead or something. I don't believe the media when they make those claims, but a bunch of people were standing around, you know, near the whatever that street is. Uh, the point is, yeah, we can criticize them, no problem. But these people aren't following Fox News. They're not following right wing news sources, National Review or Breitbart. They're following weird internet forums. These people, these Antifa types, are following CNN. They're believing CNN's constant lies about what happened on January 6th. They have no idea what's really going on in the world. Same as the Q people. The problem, CNN, institutional power, pushing insane lies. Look at Russiagate. I mean, at a certain point, wouldn't you be like, hey, we were wrong literally every time. And that is a good reason why the Democrat activist types should be outright rejecting these lies. Apparently, they just can't because it's more about tribalism. They say the high nude COVID protest at Boston Commons on Sunday was organized by a group called Super Happy Fun America, which describes itself as a right of center civil rights organization focusing on defending the Constitution opposing gender madness and defeating cultural Marxism. However, anti-fascist demonstrators, no, 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 that that included green monster Antifa. No, you can't call them anti-fascist because they're pro-fascist. It's like a bank robber says, we're we're a bank robbing group called the anti-bank robbers. But you're robbing a bank. Oh, but we're the anti-bank robbers. And what the media is going to be like, okay. Yeah, that's apparently how it works. A play on the famous left field wall at Fenway Park and Solidarity Against Hate Boston announced on Twitter they would be showing up to the event in order to tell the Capitol rioters to get out of Boston. The resulting clash forced police officers dressed in riot gear to break up the confrontations between the two warring protest groups. So you have anti-Antifa anti-fascists and Antifa fascists are the two groups that were fighting. There you go. Let's go, Brandon. There you go. They say, uh, so here's Green Monster Antifa with three baseball bats for their strike through. If you'd like to tell this whole load of violently misogynistic fail sons to get the hell out of town, BOS Solidarity is leading the counter protest. A bunch of fascists mask up against hate. This is the funniest thing is that these people have no idea what they're protesting. So we got, you know, a fight broke out between the groups. This is from NBC Boston. They say, Photos showed at least one protester getting pepper sprayed in the face while others tussled, and at least one person was seen receiving medical attention from police while lying on the ground. Two people were arrested during the confrontations, cops said. The official police reports haven't been filed, but a spokesperson for the Boston PD told DailyMail.com they would likely be charged with disorderly conduct. Several protesters were holding flags that said death to fascism, as well as flags displaying the hammer and sickle. Oh. They're just communists. Okay. Another video from a local news reporter shows Antifa uh, members yelling Nazis out to people inside of a U-Haul van trying to leave the event. The Antifa members attempted to troll speakers and demonstrators by blaring loud music and playing instruments. The right wing group gained notoriety in 2019 for holding a straight pride event that drew hundreds of counter demonstrators that blasted the members as being homophobic extremists. Sunday's Rise Against Tyranny march was able to speak out against federal vaccination, 
was to speak out against federal vaccination and mask mandates during the COVID-19 pandemic. My body, my choice, no mandates. Apparently, the irony is not lost on the fringe leftist cult members. No vax passport stop tyranny. We can see an officer there holding a baton. And I believe for the most part, that's the gist of the story. Well, uh, well exemplified in the meme of anti-fascists supporting the federal government mandating public funding go to big pharma to mandate a product. You know what I love is that the left screams all day and night about people like Martin Shkreli. And now they're demanding the government take our tax dollars and give it to these big pharma executives who can pad their pockets. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, I've always been anti-corporate and anti-establishment politics. Yet here we are. I don't know who on the right is pro-big corporation right now, for the most part. I mean, you do have the, uh, the, the rather annoying libertarian types who are like, Facebook should be allowed to do whatever it wants. And you're like, they're literally erasing your ideology and authoritarians are using their platform to gain power. And the left agrees. And the libertarians are just like, but they're allowed to do whatever they want. No, 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 no. I believe in regulation. There's got to be a balance. I will say, the problem with communism government authoritarianism is that it whatever policy, whatever, whatever ideology makes its way to the top or becomes dominant, fascism, communism, whatever, you instantly have a small group of centralized individual of individuals with centralized power, and they wield that to cause harm to other people. The problem I see with capitalism is that power coalesces. And over a long enough period of time, you end up with massive monopolies that are just impossible to deal with. So you can have all of the oil owned by one company. You can have all of the banks owned by a small handful of company, all of the media owned by a small handful of, uh, of, of individuals. And it's bad. It causes very serious problems. So what happens when you take the power of the federal government and massive multinational corporations and put them together into what is known as classically Mussolini's fascism? Well, that is the worst possible outcome out of all of this. Communism's bad, definitely. They do really bad things. And massive, unchecked, unfettered capitalism is also bad. And I get a lot of the libertarian types who genuinely believe that if you have a totally free market, like a legitimately free market, this would never happen. And that's just not true because there's, there's there's questions they can never answer about like what happens if somebody starts taking a dump upstream, you know, from where my water comes from. And there's no real good answer. You know, I've talked to objectivists and libertarians and ANCAPs and they're like, well, somebody would just claim ownership of the water. And then eventually someone's going to be like, I need water to live and they'll take it by force. But you can't do that. That's got any. No, listen. That just total like free market doesn't necessarily work. I definitely lean towards free market, but I do think there needs to be a public commons and public agreement on certain rules about what we can or cannot do in certain things. So that means like, hey, we all agree, like by all means, you know, you can sell water from the stream. Just don't poop in it. Right. I mean, look at San Francisco. This is the perfect example of the worst of, ever, of all worlds. You've got corporate oligarchy with government fascistic action from the state. And then there's literally poop in the streets and the ultra wealthy live atop their ivory towers. Yeah, we don't want any of that. That's all bad. That's all bad. So I think we need a strong free market. And we also need an equally powerful regulatory uh, capability. So um, I don't know, rather centrist as it were. 
Now, as for taxes, it's an entirely different thing. I mean, if you want to argue there shouldn't be any taxes, we can. We just need a public agreement on things that we don't do. And what, what, what I think people who are like ANCAP libertarian need to understand is that when you have a homogenous culture where we all agree don't poop in the water, well, then you don't need the regulation because people have scruples. But what happens when you have a massive sprawling civilization and different cultures in different cities and some people just don't care? You take a look at Chicago. You get all these cities around Lake Michigan dumping their sewage and waste from their, you know, the beer, man, the beer plants into the water and it flows down to Chicago and then everybody on the beach gets sick. So there's got to be something to be like, We agree on a certain set of rules. That's regulation. That's where government can do a good job. Where government does a bad job is when they create social programs that can never end and get funded indefinitely. That's a problem. Well, my friends, I bring you now to the strict mandate of Los Angeles. Where's where's Antifa to say the government shouldn't be mandating people have no access to public accommodation? I thought the public was supposed to be for the public. You see, the reality is the Antifa types are actually just communists for the most part. It's the Mott and Bailey. They'll say, we just oppose fascism. And then you're like, but Antifa is a reference to the Communist Party of Weimar Germany. And they're like, no, no, no. And then yes, yes, actually, yes. What would happen if Antifa gained power is you would get fascism faster than you could realize. That's the funny thing about it. They're not ultra, they're not ultra traditionalists. They're not necessarily ultra nationalist, but they are ultra authoritarian and they do support corporate and government merger for the betterment, uh, for the advancement of their ideology. Over in Los Angeles, reporting today, strict mandate takes effect in LA. Business patrons must show proof of vaccination. Yoga studio owner David Gross felt relieved after L.A. passed a vaccine mandate that is among the strictest in the country. Well, that's because David Gross is a fascist, okay? Because vaccines are manufactured by private corporations, and your money is given to them to fund the vaccine, and then the government mandates you get it. That's fascism. What's that? You're going to now talk about auto insurance? Who Who's disagreeing? The government mandating that you get a private service? <laughs> fascism. Not overt. Not like... I mean, I mean, technically it's overt, but not like the end all be all. I had a conversation with an Antifa guy and he was like, you can't be a socialist. Socialism is just like, you know, a system of economics. And then I was like, right, just like you can't be a capitalist because capitalism is a system and individuals are different. And he was like, well, no, wait a minute. This is a guy who was in Berkeley. And I was like, yes, you can be a socialist. You can be in a, you can be a capitalist. You can be an authoritarian. You can be a libertarian. You can be all of these things. An adherent to these ideologies or these principles or lack thereof. They don't seem to get it, do they? These people are literally the fascists. And the problem is the people who oppose fascism tend, tend to be anti-collectivist. Collectivists tend to be, tend to uh, be more likely fascist. Because they're the ones who are going to say, I will do whatever the collective tells me to do. So when the government comes out and says everyone must do this, they go, okay. Seatbelt laws. I don't like the idea of seatbelt laws. Oh, no. Oh, geez, I said it. Look, people have a right to choose to take the risks they want to take. When it comes to auto insurance, for instance, this one I actually understand a bit more. The problem is it's the government mandating you get a private service. That's where I draw the line. The thing about liability insurance is that if you're going to drive your car, it's, it's a privilege, not a right. And if you crash into somebody and you can't, af- like you can't afford to cover the costs, like that's screwed up. 
And liability insurance often doesn't even cover all of the costs. So what do we do? Well, I suppose if you want to drive your car, you're assuming the risks of getting into an accident if someone else hits you, and it can happen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's just life. So you take a look at all of these areas of our lives where the government has been mandating private services, and that's a problem. This is a big argument against Obamacare. They say the government forcing you to buy health insurance is, is authoritarianism, and it is. You know, I'm a big fan of the idea of, of uh, universal basic health care, but maybe what we need is a voucher system for it. I, I really like the idea of a voucher system. Here, voucher system. Here's how it worked. If you got sick— you had a certain amount of basic coverage or, or vouchers that covered a certain amount of costs, and, and they would cover a substantive amount. And then you choose which hospital you want to go to, and you give them the voucher, and the voucher is redeemed to the government for cash. They, there's a lot of proposals about the voucher system for schools. That way, everybody pays in. Rich people pay more in taxes. Everybody receives an equal voucher, and then you choose what school to go to, which creates a more uh, co- competitive system. So the bad schools fail and the good schools do better and the bad hospitals fail and the good hospitals do better. And if there's a hospital doing better, people are going to be like, I want to go to that one. That's the good hospital. And then the other hospital will be like, we're not getting enough you know, competition. So we need to improve our, our standards and all that stuff. I like that idea. I do. The problem that I see now with universal health care is that you're going to get the government saying, oh, what's that? No, no, no uh, vaccine. Can't come in here. If California, New York, these other states, Illinois, can mandate a vaccine for these things, can mandate the employees get them. Then what happens when you're like, my only option is government health care because Bernie Sanders, you know, abolished private health insurance. And then the and then these public health institutions just say either get the mandatory medical procedure or you can't come in for your other medical procedure. That's a problem. Early on in the pandemic, they were trying to mandate uh, they, were, they were trying to distribute vaccines by race. And it's right there. I'm like, okay, maybe this doesn't work. But I'll tell you this. Universal basic health care, like you break your arm, you go to the doctor, they'll take care of you. I like the idea. You get the flu, they'll come in, they'll give you Tamiflu or whatever. I like the idea. You have a more serious illness. Well, then you're going to need private supplemental insurance. I think a balance makes sense. That way people aren't dying from things like lack of insulin or whatever. Well, over in LA, they say, for gross, the relief came from knowing he and his coworker co-owner, don't have to unilaterally, unilaterally decide whether to verify their customs are vac- customers are vaccinated. In another part of town, the manager of a struggling nail salon feels trepidation and expects to lose customers. This is going to be hard for us. LA is among a growing number of cities in the US, including San Francisco and New York, requiring people to show proof of vaccination to enter various types of businesses and venues. But rules in the nation's second most populous city, called Safe Pass LA, apply to more types of businesses and other indoor locations, including museums and convention centers. And I believe this will be struck down as unconstitutional. The fine back in 1905 might actually get overturned along with this. 
What the Daily Wire noted in their lawsuit is that by mandating vaccines, they're now trapped between the Americans with Disabilities Act and the mandate from the federal government. You can't be adhering to both. Either you are telling people to disclose any private and serious disabilities or mental conditions in which they're supposed to be protected from not having disclosed, or you're in violation of the vaccine mandate by not checking people's medical histories. In the end, it's a rock and a hard place. And I think what we'll end up seeing and this is, should be obvious to everybody, Antifa, which means anti-fascist, now that the Democrats are in power, are pro-fascist and are fighting for fascism. They're pro-fa. Pro-fa. Pro-pro. Uh, yeah, I guess they're pro-fascist. Now, they'll deny it. Of course they would, because they don't want anyone to know because fascist is a negative term. But they are fascist. So let's just break it down very simply for everybody. If a group of people show up and they say like, hey, government mandates are a bad thing, and then you show up and demand that the government mandate tax dollars go to massive private pharmaceutical companies, you are a corporate shill and an authoritarian shill, and you're a fascist. It's just that simple. This is the cult. That's the cult. That's how you know they're a cult. I believe in freedom and individual responsibility. I believe uh, individuals should be allowed to live their lives peacefully and, um, you know, live and let live. I am not an ultra traditionalist. I'm actually fairly progressive, but I'm also libertarian. So I'll tell you this. Anyone who claims that they're on the left, like Cenk Uger of the Young Turks, but then they actively support Democrat politicians, they're lying. They're fascists. The same is true for people who would support Republican leadership. I just don't see that among the, the conservative movement, the right, the libertarians, intellectual dark web types. They rag on Republicans all the time. And if you look at the polls, you'll see that even Republicans hate Republicans. So you have moderates and Republicans saying no to both parties, and you have Democrats cheering on fascism. <laughs> yeah. Modern politics, it's a cult. They live in a cult. I'll leave it there. Good job, Antifa. You are now the anti-fascist fascists. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see y'all then.